I am recording. Okay, I am too. Uh, hey, what's your name? J Money. <laughs> That's good. Sea uh, Dog is here too. <laughs> woof woof, cha ching. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sea <laughs> Dog coming at you at the ones and twos. Here with my co-host, Jay Money. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, where we take your phone calls live on air and talk to you about the sacred timeline. I'm just kidding. It's not live. It's actually Timeline Scavengers. I'll do a real intro. Hello and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin, one of your hosts. And I'm James, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Time after time, it will end someday if it's the show or us. Time after time. Okay, so... No, 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 no. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. Take take another verse on that. Oh, well, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I immediately turned off my brain from that song once I said, okay... Here's the thing. I don't always think of jokes on time, Uh but I can usually like (laughs) almost immediately come up with like alternative lyrics right? and usually still hit the same syllables (laughs) uh, or same amount of syllables. Uh, But once I stop, the train is in the station. You know what I'm saying? All right. We'll get Cindy Lauper in here uh, in a couple weeks to to do it. Yeah, to get verse two. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So this episode is about approximately 979 AD. And it's from Loki, season one, episode four, uh, from the beginning up until two minutes and 29 seconds. Now, of course, skip over any of the previously on, because that's going to spoil some stuff. Uh, And speaking of spoilers, spoiler alert until (laughs) 6.30.22. So you you have been forewarned. This is a new episode of Loki. It literally just came out. And James and I watched it together, mm-hmm. uh, which is the first time we've ever done that in history of the MCU and of the show. Yeah. Um, now, this is going to be fun because we're recording this after we've already done something else. Uh-huh. But y- for you, the listener, when you're listening back, you'll probably see the thing that we're gonna I'm going to tease now in the future of the timeline. It's very fun. I love how this show works. <laughs> uh, we also just came off from recording a special little episode uh, that you're going to find showing up on your timeline, like in the feed of the podcast, a few episodes down the road. We just finished interviewing the writer for this episode. Uh, so that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're going to talk about 979 and Loki and all this other stuff. So, uh, why don't we do, why don't we first start off with why that year? Sure. Why that year? So I'm going to take this one, Collins, because I'm, yeah. I I personally, this is a James Anderson original first, first look. Mm-hmm. I, I picked this year. And so here's what I did. In the uh, MCU wiki, how uh, they decided like in 975 that it was 975 um, was that they went by the actors' ages that were playing Thor and Loki. 
Mm -hmm. um, so what I did here was looked up um, the actress that played uh, Sylvie, who mm -hmm. is a, a Loki variant. Yeah. Um, and saw how old she was in this, which was 13. And Loki was nine in 975. So I figured it was roughly four years. Um, that makes sense to me. So that's 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 roughly where I got that from. Now, as Mr. Eric Martin pointed out, this is an alternate timeline because Sylvia is a variant. So the time is a little irre irrelevant. But as I am getting to later and later in our timeline, watching the episodes for the first time, you know, watching the mo the movies for a number right. of times, whatever. We're gonna have to start being like we're gonna have to start having like theme songs for. This is the destroyed Earth timeline, or this is the first time through pre-end game timeline, or whatever. It'll be a little yeah, bit, yeah. But it's gonna get interesting because we've yeah. talked about it, and like I was trying not to ruin anything for you, right? But you sent me a text message the other day that was like, "Oh, yeah, I just got to the thing that you mentioned was gonna be a problem for the timeline." Yeah, you're like, and I see what you're saying. And I was like, yeah. right. It's gonna get weird. Uh, so why don't I why don't I use this to uh to sort of ease into uh some IMDB stuff and then we'll yes. throw it back to you. Avengers Ensemble. That's what uh, that's what that's what French Nick Fury, Nicolas Fury says, and they're like, that's yeah. not what that I'll put some music under that maybe yeah. eventually. Eventually I'll I, I keep saying I'm gonna do it, eventually I will do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so this episode was written by, um, I'm seeing here his name is uh, Eric Martin. I'm not sure. Oh, um, oh, weird. I actually didn't write anything down from IMDb because I'm like, I mean, he's done, he's written some other stuff. This is his first like major big television, like big thing. You know, he's done some short films. He's done some, you know, production assistant stuff. He's written on other things, but this is his first like, Eric Martin and hundreds of thousands of people know who he is and stuff. Right. Um, and it's directed by Kate Heron, who has who's directed all the episodes of Loki, so we've actually talked about her already before. So we have two characters that I picked out because uh, I couldn't, again, figure out any of the Minutemen's identities because they all looked like craggly white guys. Um, so sure. the young Sylvie is played by Kaylee Fleming. So Kaylee Fleming was in 53 episodes of The Walking Dead. She played Judith Grimes, which doesn't mean anything to me, but probably does to a lot of people. It does to me, yeah. Okay. I, I watched that show. Okay. Yeah. She was young Ray in Star Wars episodes 7 and 9. Interesting, um, okay. She was in one episode of Preacher and one episode of Creepshow. Um, and then she's done mm -hmm. some other stuff, but as as I always say, um, I pick, I'm picking out the comic booky, nerd culture-y sort of stuff. Um, and then the other person I have is Ravana Renslayer, I believe is her last name. Mm -hmm. um, this is played by Gugu Mbatha Ra. Um, and uh, th she was in nine episodes of The Christ of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, she was Mrs. Oh, okay. Murray in the 2018 Wrinkle in Time. So the um, Meg Murray's mom in, in that, which is kind of okay. cool. Uh, she was in The Cloverfield Paradox. Um Oh, okay. She was uh, the uh, the French maid slash feather duster plumette in the 2017 Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um, she was in one episode of Black Mirror and four episodes of Doctor Who. 
Interesting. Okay. I mean, now, okay. I'll admit for a little while I was kind of into Dr. Who and I paid sure. attention for a little while, sure. depending on what year that is. I might've actually seen her. It's, it's in, it's, it's a fairly early year. It's, um, I think tenant, I think it's the 10th doctor. Okay. If it's, if it's during tenant, yeah. then I've definitely seen her yeah. and just didn't realize yeah. that's interesting. Um, just real quick trivia about her, about her name. Uh, it's, uh, Gugu Mbatha Ra. Um, mm-hmm. Her birth name is Gugu Leitu, which is a contraction of Igugu Leitu that means our pride in Zulu. So, oh, okay, kind of cool. cool. Uh, and those are my notes for this episode. Okay, great. And now we're gonna get to the scene and some some characterization stuff, uh, yeah. some like different little things. So uh, let me give a, a quick breakdown of the scene, uh, which is, I mean, it's very quick, it's very brief, but we open up on. Kind of like the, like a little area of like a little little tiny corner of Asgard. It's very quiet. A variant of Loki, which is Sylvie Laufey Doder, is sitting you know on the ground and playing with a little set of toys, mm-hmm. and is narrating the the whole interaction. Uh, there's a dragon. There's some Valkyrie. Uh, there's you know. There's, I mean, you know, painting a really beautiful picture and really beautiful scene. I mean, once again, it's a kid, so it's just kid playing with toys. But it's a kid that is a god of mischief, so storyteller is totally is totally makes sense. Absolutely, of for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, then all of a sudden, you see the typical sort of like time gate. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric even told us what what those are called because they've actually never even said specifically walk through the time gate or anything like right. that. But like. He he literally gave us the term, and I've I, I've already blanked on what it is. Well, so said, Eric, I know that now you, since you're in front of the room, show, which is the right. No, sorry. but I mean, like I'm talking about like you know the the, the yeah. walkways, like yeah, when the, they open like, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's time probably doors. not time gate, but time. Yeah, yeah time door. That's, that's probably what it is. Anyway, so they we'll call it time door for now until yeah. Eric texts me. Well, you and he, says you have the interview, so you can. That's true. I'll find it in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but think I, it's time I like door. to joke. I like to joke that he's gonna text us on like, yeah, like yeah. that word like BFFs now. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, because he's you know good friends of ours now. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get sued. A, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, we're not gonna get sued. No, no, just blocked. <laughs> so a, uh, a, a a time door opens up and out steps uh, a group of TVA officers, and we see a younger uh, Ravana Renslayer uh, walk out with these TVA agents. Um, they have the sort of like, it's kind of like a phone, kind of like a tablet. It's like, just like a little device that they use for tracking all these things and for keeping their notes for searching things. Um, which again, kind of it's their equivalency of like what a iPhone would be to us kind of thing. Right. Um, and they're tracking it. They go, yep, sure enough. This is the variant. This is the timeline, you know, split like branch or whatever. Uh, this is the Nexus event rather. So they, she's like, grab the variant and reset. Right. So, I mean, it's very quick. It's very fast. They grab up, uh, you know, young uh, Sylvie and they drag her through. They set a, a reset charge and whoosh, uh, and the toys incinerate and we see the, the line go out and then we cut away. Yep. Okay. So we I, I kind of interrupted the Avengers ensemble section by kind of giving the, the brief breakdown, but we're going to step back into it for a moment while we talk about uh, Rivana. Renslayer, or in the comics, Ravana Lexus Renslayer. In the comics, Ravana was the king 
nope, was the daughter, sorry, of King Corellius, okay. uh, a ruler in the 40th century Earth. Um, so I'm not going to read through the whole you know summary, but uh, just to give a very brief overview, the King of Corellius was the last bastion of civilization unconquered by Kang the Conqueror in that time period. Mm. And there's then a history between those characters. Uh, Ravana has had quite a few run-ins with people like the Avengers um, and I think one other group, which, uh, oh, the Fantastic Four, that's right. right, right. I was like, who was the other group? I couldn't remember if it was X-Men or or Fantastic Four. But, uh, you know, she's she's you know pretty, you know, pretty uh, skilled, pretty strong. Skilled in hand-to-hand combat, can also use technology far in advance of contemporary Earth technology. Uh, intelligence right. for the comic book character is just at a three. Um, I I would say that again, you know, there's there's obviously some uh, some variations. I think three, right? if I recall correctly, is like if you're at a three on your stats, that's like normal human, right? And to like, me, like that that feels yeah, like for for movie, mm. not movie, sorry for for TV for Disney Plus. I do think we're a little bit beyond that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just because there's someone who comes from, uh, well, quote unquote, a time period right. uh, that is far more advanced than Earth. Maybe for their civilization, might just be kind of average. But compared to us, normal human beings, certainly much smarter. Right. Um, strength is is just four. Speed is a three. When, when she gets a certain power up, uh, she also does have uh, the ability to go up to seven. She ends up getting a teleporter, basically. Like, ah, I mean, I don't go. think that's a big spoiler because I that's like comics from 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> durability, though, six. Energy projection, six. And fighting skill, six. So definitely a very formidable fighter, for mm-hmm. sure. Ravana has also worn body armor of an unknown kind. It's, you know, very clearly like, you know, future tech. Uh, uses, again, this future futuristic technology that includes shape-shifting as well which is pretty interesting interesting. okay uh so she has posed as someone else before uh uh, you know for for actually quite a long time Uh, and also that use that technology to for example project herself into the dreams of others oh Um, man okay yeah so uh, you know again kind of diving into people's minds and really kind of getting into it which can be kind of interesting because that can have some similarities to kind of what we're seeing in loki yeah uh, the TV Very series. Very low-key yeah. sort of deal, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, we haven't seen that necessarily in the show of, like, diving into people's, like, dreams, but, like, very clearly is well, uh, yeah. mentally... I, I don't know what to say yet because we haven't fully gotten to it, so I don't want to spoil anything, but just right. mentally very, very, you know, ahead of people in a way. Right, um, right. And for weapons in the comics, uh, basically uses uh, just a, a, a wild... Nope, not a wild, I'm sorry. Wielded a range of weapons... Uh, which, you know, range from things like uh, vibro knives mm-hmm. all the way up to concussion blasters. There you so, go. you know, very, very, very uh, varying, uh-huh. varying weapons. There we go. Yep. Now, we're going to now get to the alias investigations. Alias investigations. So, this is very interesting. Their current alias is Terminatrix, which, what a name. It's, Uh, (laughs) Now, I'm going to go ahead and use one of these because uh, this one is just a shape-shifting thing, and that's Kang the Conqueror. Interesting. Uh, Has also posed as a human on Earth as Rebecca Terminet. 
Hecate, I think is how you oh, say Hecate. it. Hecate. Hecate. Sure. I th- I'm pretty sure that that's the that's a goddess of uh, it's a Greek goddess. Oh, okay. Did not know that. That's interesting. Um, so yes, has posed as her, has posed as temptress. Okay. Um, actually, that might not be opposing. That might just be kind of like terminatrix. Let me double check. Yeah, Hecate is the correct pronunciation. She is uh, most often shown holding a pair of torches or a key, and in later later periods depicted in triple form. She is very associated with crossroads, entranceways, uh, night, light, magic, witchcraft, knowledge of herbs and poisonous plants, ghosts, necromancy, and sorcery. There you go. There, there you have it. Uh, has also uh, taken on the the not the form but the uh, the the title of temptress before, mm. and also for a while posed for 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 uh, like a good number of comics uh, uh, undercover almost as the pirate the space pirate Nebula. Uh, so right. she is she is posed and pretended to be Nebula for quite a while, um, and uh, spent you know again that shape shifting technology sort of led to that. But she's also she's had some real run-ins and some real history with some characters that we will be seeing more of in the future. But I'm gonna leave it at that so that we don't get spoilers in there. You know? Yeah, I have my uh, I've, I haven't referenced this yet, but I have my official handbook of the Marvel Universe Ooh, from 1992, yeah. Volume Five, Mister Fear to Quicksilver, and Nebula is in here, and Nebula is Thanos's granddaughter in this one. Yeah. Um, so there's been a number of nebulas, it seems like, or Ravana was like posing as, like you said, sort of impersonating uh, nebulas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as the TV series goes, um, yep. the the way that we see, you know, because when we saw her in the field, she was a hunter, right? Yep. In this in this scene, uh, and so she was Hunter A twenty three. I wondered. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and she also, uh, the uh, kind of like a nickname that they apparently had for her was R Slayer um, because Ren Slayer, you know, yeah, just, just, just very, yeah, yeah. But also her first name is the same, uh, same letter as well. So, right, right. It makes sense. Uh, she and so she was named R all the time. Yeah. Like, only, only them. Reggie, so she Ronald, used to be a hunter, but she is now currently a judge. Oh, that's Which, the, that's, I was gonna say if if the if time has no meaning in the TVA, I was thinking about how younger Ravana doesn't make sense because like you know I guess okay, time passes here's, here's in the, thing, the TVA, though. but it's out of time of the normal. I I I don't one hundred percent know. Again, but, I think that, I think it's vague on purpose. But the thing is, is that she actually doesn't really look younger. Right. You know what I mean. And again, this is why things are very weird because time works in mysterious ways within the TVA because it essentially does not exist. Um, but very clearly, something happens because you can't be doing nothing at all times. Right. Um, so, you know, quote unquote, time passes uh, and she works her way up the ranks and she... Now, and we don't, we don't see her do that yet, but um, again, the, it's, it's, it's good to know that this is a younger one and then... She she'll Correct. advance. We we haven't seen her as a judge quite yet. No, um, unless and, you're listening you know, to this I, after we've released TVA episodes, in which case we have. <laughs> yeah. Once again, the way that this show works is wild. Now, before we, I mean, the thing is that that's really all that we really have to yeah. talk about. Yep. However, there is one interesting factor, and I want to talk to you about it. Yes. And that is that 
there are there's a lot of speculation, right? Because um, it is kind of hard to know how someone becomes a variant, right? Because you know what happens, what what causes someone to become a variant? Right. They talk about it in you know in one of the episodes. They talk about oh, if you are supposed to be doing this one thing and you branch off and you do something like you show up to work late and that causes something else to happen, you're now a variant, right? Because you've broken the flow of time and how things are supposed right. to play out. If now, I can, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was talking to my dad about this um, on over the weekend and I was saying like, I mean, because the multiverse theory is that any decision you make branches off into a you know, mm-hmm. multiverse. So there's an infinite number of, of multiverses. But the TVA's thing is if I take this pen and I go like this, where in another, you know, another timeline, I don't, that's not going to make a blip on the sacred timeline. I'm sorry. Yeah. If I flip, if I I flip a pen or if I put it behind my left ear instead of my right ear or whatever, all of this stuff is not going to, is going to be a negligible variance. Correct. Correct. So you have to be a variant if like you were supposed to go to work and instead you went to Tahiti. Right. Because it's a magical place. Right. And, you know, it's this thing of like, you know, if your decision affects other people and it causes a branching thing, like then it becomes too far. And also, although it has not fully been mentioned, like at least in our show, it is sort of vaguely implied that there's it's not just one specific timeline. It is the sacred timeline being a grouping of things that move together. And anything outside of the ones that have been pre-approved is not okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. And so that's why you can have multiple versions of the same people. And like in certain situations, they should all go to work on Monday. Right. But if, you know, but if a uh, little Colin Parker of, you know, Earth 787 uh, decides to one day go to, what'd you say again? Aruba? Tahiti. It's a very go magical Tahiti. place. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, very good. That's a good reference. Um, if I decide to go to Tahiti... Uh, one day, uh-oh, oopsies, I now have the TVA going, hello, knock, right. knock, get your ass in this door. Um, right. So the big thing here, right, is when you're looking at this situation, you're like, it's a child. Right. What could cause them to become a variant? Exactly. I have a theory. Okay. And I'm going to pose it to you. Pose it. In Thor Ragnarok, I know this is a little bit of a spoiler, but like, it's, it, I have to say it because it has to tie in. In Thor Ragnarok, Thor talks to Valkyrie about how when he was a little boy, he would sometimes play and think about how he wanted to be a part of the Valkyrie. Oh, okay. Right? He wanted to be like a hero like them. And then he was told, oh, oops, well, boys aren't allowed in the Valkyrie. Right. Which, hey, good for them. I think it's about time that there's some you know female you know, people... <laughs> Uh, team uh, team getting out there and working and everyone's like okay thor we get it you're being you're being over overly uh, overt about it rather um how about king so, instead thor yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um i was like oh but then of course i realized why be a valkyrie when i can be king anyway another boom right um, also so, i'm a valkyrie because i said so because i'm king yeah <laughs> screw it i i doth decree yeah no thor curry so, um so my theory is okay is that loki is meant to be a god of mischief okay yep or in this case a goddess of mischief sure however playing with valkyrie 
and having the Valkyrie winning and like essentially being into the Valkyrie okay. could potentially put this goddess of mischief on a path to good. And mm. perhaps this particular uh, Loki was not being mischievous enough and instead was thinking about goodness and righteousness. And that is not the Loki way. I love it. That is excellent. Because I, I think that. that like using the Valkyrie is a perfect description of that. Because it's, I mean, it's very subtle. It's very, you know, um, and, 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 you know, you never know. We could get into uh, episode five in just a couple of days. Well, a couple of days from when we were recording this. Uh, we could get into Which episode five and episode 5th, six. Oh, yeah, thank you. We never said that. Yeah, this is July 5th, 2021. Um, we could get into a situation where they immediately go, <laughs> oh, no, actually, you're a variant because... Um, because I don't know. Uh, Odin forgot the mead, and he had to go back to the store, and it was like, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, because here's the other thing: it's like, uh, no, I can't get into it. But like, there also could be other reasons that, like, ooh, can I say something bold? What if she's not a variant? Ooh. I mean, I think that one of the themes of Loki is for sure. Why did they get to decide what is the sacred timeline? Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. I think that's very, I mean, it's a, oh God, uh, I can't, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know what you should do in order to hear more about this this idea? Go listen to an episode, just a couple episodes down, the interview with Eric Martin, writer <laughs> of season one, episode four. Uh, I'm going to plug that quite a few times here because like it's uh, here's the thing we're doing this episode the same day that we recorded that so yeah. i'm still like a little bit on a high of like this uh -huh. is one of the coolest things i've done in podcasting so finger guns <laughs> check it out um, also go okay. listen to the tva episodes that uh we're releasing at some point in time because yes they will be coming out yeah this part has been garbled out but there will be a date at some well maybe not into this episode but the you get how time works it's weird that's right colin Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can expect it on your feed at some point. Uh, and we're really proud of how much work we put into those episodes. We think we still haven't done them yet. Uh, but you know, you should check them out because you know James. James just blows me away all the time with the amount of research he's done. Who knows? He hasn't even done it yet. Uh, so, I think that this joke might be overplayed at this point. It certainly has. Please move on. Uh, so, with that being said. That's all I have for this particular episode. Yeah, that's all I got, too. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. Uh, you can find Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net. And you can find the podcast that you're listening to right now at Timeline Scav. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Unabashed James. You can also go over to our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com slash the scavengers network, where for $2 a month, you can get access to all sorts of bonus content. Um, I started mapping out some of the bonus content that you and I have talked about, uh, the short form uh, dramatic uh, musings. Oh. Um, coming Ooh, okay. up with some ideas for that um, and deciding which episodes maybe I don't want to be sort of playful and fun with in a dramatic sort of way. Like slavery and stuff, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So, um, but yes, go over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. There's all sorts of bonus content from us. There's all sorts of bonus content from other shows on the network, written, video, audio, stuff you can only find on the scavengers site. Uh Colin is currently doing a mini series for the summer. 
Um, mm-hmm. Which I'm confident. Here's what's cool. I'm confident that that is still relevant information because th- this was an episode we had to go back and do, which means it's coming out. It soon. is. What's actually really funny about this is that because it's going, this episode is being backdated. Yeah. Uh, it's actually backdated to the day, of the week before it actually the 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 mini series airs on Patreon. Time travel. See, I know time travel. Isn't it fun? <laughs> you're you're gonna hear almost every episode we ever talk about. It's like, oh, this episode is coming out technically before this thing, but after this other thing, and you're gonna go, what the hell? And we're gonna go exactly. <laughs> that was my Twitter. Colin's Twitter, every all the Twitters. Um, please uh, follow us, interact with us, talk to us about what your theories are, laugh at us from the future about how mm-hmm. dumb any of our theories look from the future. And For we'll sure. just be like, we are but a simple July 2021 um, podcaster. Um, but please interact with us. We love hearing from, yes. from all our listeners. And before we go, two yeah. very small things. Well, not small, but I mean like quick, quick things. Uh, of course, big thank you for the intro and outro music uh, from Nick Bramald, mm-hmm. who is N Bramald, B-R-A-M-A-L-D, on Twitter. Uh, and you can check out his website. We include it in the show notes of every episode, so go down there. Uh, you can find some of his music. You can find out how you can get music of your own from him. He's fast. He's you know he's affordable. Great dude. Great writer. Check him out. Uh, and also, check out our Discord. I'm going to start remembering to put that in the show notes as well. There's a Discord for the Scavengers Network, and it's a great place to hang out with the creators and other fans who uh, talk about the different shows here and just sit in the general chat and talk about random stuff. Uh, but there is a Timeline Scavengers, you know, portion, and we've got quite a few, you know, active people talking in there uh, after every episode. So, you know, if you want to talk more with us, uh, that's another great way to just chat with some other like-minded people about comic books and comic book movies. Um, and with that... I think we can officially say goodbye. Goodbye. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Timeline Scavengers. I have been James Anderson. And I've been Colin Parker. Here's the variant of our sign-off. Ready? Ad infinitum! saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? (laughs) Oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi. I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.